Okay. It's Jen, episode 20. I hope this is working because I just tried to do another one and uh, apparently didn't have my microphone completely plugged in. So, hey, this is what happens when you produce things on your own. Uh, episode 20, I missed last week. Try not to feel bad about it. It's the first time I've missed in a week. I got overwhelmed. Uh, I still feel overwhelmed at the moment, to tell you the truth. Um, I I want to be completely honest on this, which I think I've done a pretty good job so far. But at the same time, I'm putting stuff on the internet that anybody can just watch or listen to. And... It makes being completely honest a little bit difficult because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or I don't want to. Anyway, I think I said in the last episode that I met somebody new and uh, I have been seeing him. And from meeting him, I cut off the relationship with the fuck buddy I had that was that was technically not good for me um and it's funny because I just I love that guy so much but he wasn't good for me because I was not a priority in his life or at least I felt like I wasn't and now I have somebody in my life who's made me a very big priority and now I'm like back off. It's just the way it works, I guess. Can I not just find like a happy medium? (laughs) Feels like life is so extreme. It's either I'm completely in love with somebody who doesn't want me or I have somebody who wants me and I'm like, ooh. You're getting too close. I need my space. And then I just become the person who doesn't want me to somebody else. Not that I don't want him. The guy's cool. The new guy I've I've been seeing is cool. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm confused because in a way... I don't know what's healthier. It feels a little bit healthier to not care as much because then I don't make somebody a complete like overwhelming priority where I'm thinking about them all the time and worried about every text and worry about everything. But then at the same time, you're like, oh, I'm not getting those extremely exciting like butterflies thinking about the person I don't know are butterflies good they might be bad I don't know is it good to feel sick to your stomach about somebody or is it more healthy to be like a little bit apathetic I don't even know if that's the right word to use 
apathetic. I'm not sure what that means. I would stop and Google it, but fuck it. You guys can let me know if my if I use the wrong vocabulary on this situation. Um, yeah, it just sucks. I don't know. I keep going through all these emotions. I'm just wanting to cut off a new relationship while I still am not deeply involved. While at the same time, I'm still like crying over the last guy that I had to let go. Is it more important just to be in sort of a friendly relationship where you're like, this person's cool. They're my friend. We have fun together. Or to be deeply emotionally fucked up over somebody. I don't even know if fucked up is the right word. I want to press stop and start over because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I went to an open mic tonight and that was fun. Hanging out with comedians. Life is feeling back to normal. For anybody that's listening that's not in California, you're probably like, life's been back to normal for a long time. Well, not for us. (laughs) We just got rid of our masks or some of us did. We don't have to wear them anymore, but, uh, like 85% of people on the street are still wearing their masks. And it's, I want to say, fuck it. We don't have to wear them anymore. And then I feel bad. I'm like, uh, I don't want to make these people feel uncomfortable, but fuck it. We don't have to wear them anymore. There's just still so many people so scared. I feel like the older I'm getting, the more it just seems like going through life is just almost like walking through a circus. I guess it just pertains to like watching older people my age. It feels like we're all just still kind of stumbling through life. Like, uh-huh. we still don't know what we're doing in our forties. <laughs> so if anyone's in their twenties listening to this, we still don't know what the fuck we're doing. And I don't know if that's just being around a lot of comedians or if that's just people in general or it's just like a lot of people are really good looking like they figured it out. But do you really ever figure it out? Or are we all just sort of like acting like "Ah, I got this? I don't even know if I should continue doing this show, podcast, whatever you call it vlog I don't think I'm very good at uh, really expressing what is happening all I know is I don't know if it's I feel like it might be like a a bit of like midlife crisis kind of thing going on where my emotions, I've always been very emotional. 
obviously, if you've listened to any past episodes. But I feel like I'm getting very emotional, like on a bigger, grander scale of just wanting like a close connection with somebody. And it's not easy to do because even if I meet somebody new and they're cool, but then you're like, yeah, but I feel like I'm nitpicking every part of this guy's personality. Cause I'm like, yeah, you're cool. But you also seem like you have some anger issues. You seem like maybe you drink too much. You seem like, and all I can think it is down the road. Like, do you want, do you want to jump in and commit to this? and then have to deal with the possible drama that's gonna come down the road. Cause it's always fun in the beginning. You hang out with somebody and just having fun, have a few drinks, sex. And then down the road, it's gonna get to a point where it's like, it gets personal. You're gonna have a fight. There's gonna be some drama or something. And I'm like, I, have, I feel like I have like a zero tolerance for that at the moment. But I don't want to just like run away either and be like, nah, not even gonna try. Even though it feels like the easier thing to do. But I also feel like it's a, I say midlife crisis for emotions because as a woman in my forties, later for getting later The, the feelings of just like personal connection with somebody start to feel like fewer and far between. I think there's this fear of like, I don't know, I don't know when I'm going to feel this again. And then when I feel it, it becomes super overwhelming. Like the guy who was the fuck buddy, who was really bad for me. The feelings I had No matter what happened outside of the bedroom, the feelings I had in the moment, in person, with him next to me were just so high and just it's like an ecstasy feeling. And so even if he's bad for me, like to let that go, you're like, but what if I don't feel it again? And it's so weird how it can come up again because like this morning I was babysitting the two-year-old, two and a half year old. He's two and a half now, guys. Time is going by. I always say two-year-old. Now I feel like I got to update it. He's two and a half now. Um, <laughs> if you're still listening to this when he's three, hey, we've come a long way. But I would... <laughs> uh, This morning I was, I love this kid so much. And this morning he was just sitting like only in a diaper and I'm like rubbing, you know, like rubbing his back. And there's just, it's, it, it feels weird to talk about, I, I know I've mentioned this before already, but it feels weird to talk about this about a two and a half year old, but it's not 
sexual. It's just, it's just emotion. It's just something uh, touching another, a certain human. That I'm like touching his back and there's just like this connection of like, I fucking love you so much. And then I just started crying, like really like tears just streaming. I'm just like, oh my God, now I'm crying because I love the kids so much. <laughs> I don't know if it's, that's why I said, like, I don't know if it's midlife crisis. Like, oh, well, I'm never going to have a kid. But it wasn't like a sad cry. I mean, I guess it was sad. I was crying, but. I don't know if getting older, I just, uh, you don't take those moments for granted as much or it just becomes a stronger emotion because you can appreciate how rare it is, maybe. It's very rare that uh, that feeling towards another human being can be so strong. Um, but yeah, it was just weird. I just was like bawling. Um, and maybe it's cause I know that like probably in a couple months, this kid is going to be gone too. Like my time with him is short cause I'm just the babysitter. I started during quarantine. I didn't think it'd be going on this long. I'm glad it has because I love him, but he's going to go to school or I'm going to start working again. And then that's going to be gone. And the strong feelings I have for my fuck buddy, he's gone. I can't believe I'm going to post this on the internet. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It's hard not to. Feel like. I always got called crazy. I mean, people always call women crazy. But when you get older and you're still alone and you're like, this feels crazy. Not crazy, like I'm insane, like mental hospital, just, I don't know. I shouldn't even use the word crazy. Overly emotional. I'll use that. I'm not crazy. So like I said, I think it just feels like it's few and far between. And it doesn't ever seem to 
connect where I mean I guess it's hard there's that's why there's a lot of divorce uh it doesn't I guess it's uh especially in LA probably because you know the last time I text the fuck buddy dude uh I would have been completely fine seeing this guy once every two weeks. I wasn't looking for like a serious relationship. I think I just want to know that I was like a little bit of a priority or just somewhat important. And the last time I texted him, he was like, I'm too busy. And I was like, well, Maybe I'm just not a priority. And his response was, no, showbiz is. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's disgusting. But I get it. That's why people are in LA. So I'm like, anybody that uses the word showbiz, ugh, so gross. And also, I don't give a shit what you're doing in LA unless you're I mean, look, if you're fucking directing or starring in a hit movie, yeah, you're too busy. I'm sorry, the level of comedian. That we're at, you're not too busy. If you care about somebody, you can make an hour for them. I I just lost my train of thought. I don't know how. (laughs) You guys are probably listening to me like, no, we know what you're talking about. You've been talking about it forever. I just feel really bad. I feel really bad. I want to, I don't want to be a dick and I don't want to take for granted how this new guy is feeling about me and how he wants to spend a lot more time with me. But you can't force it. <laughs> I don't like that feeling of like, oh, okay, I should see him because he wants to see me. And every time I see him, I have fun, but I don't. <sighs> Jesus Christ, this Anyway, I should concentrate on more jokes because I just cried again on my podcast. Um, I was in Vegas last week. That was when I missed doing the show. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see I posted a picture where I ripped my own underwear while sleeping. I posted a picture of a huge rip. Well, my sister took the picture. Uh, And because I was with my sister all night, I know I didn't get crazy. I know I didn't go like 
slip down a gravelly road and rip my underwear. I was with her. We did some gambling. We went to bed. We slept in the same hotel room, different beds. Excuse me. Shout out to Walkinshaw. And in the morning, I had ripped my own underwear. And I had also, I also had like these huge scratches that looked like they'd be from like a vicious cat like on my leg, which obviously I did to myself with my own fingernails during the night. So I don't know what I was dreaming about or what aggression is happening inside of me. But I ripped my underwear and also fucking scratched up my own leg like a maniac. The crazy thing is I'm extremely grateful all the time. As weird as that may sound, since I think I complain, I don't think it's complaining. I'm just telling you my true emotions on this. But I'm very extremely grateful. I mean, my life's amazing. I wake up sometimes in my studio. I have a studio apartment with a bed. I got a kitchen. I got this some lights. I never wake up being like, I wish I lived in a big, huge house. I wish I had all this money. I mean, obviously, you know, I just want enough money to be secure. I want enough money that I don't have to worry about paying my rent. That's about it. Sometimes I wake up in the morning. I'm like, my God, my bed is the most comfy bed in the world. I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky to have a bed. I'm extremely grateful to have a bed. I live in Los Angeles. I live, there's homeless people on the street. I'm extremely, I know I'm extremely lucky. And people who never have depression don't understand if you tell them you're depressed because it just seems like such a selfish or like, it always seems like you're like, thinking your life is pathetic. Like people looking, I've had people say to me like, you're so lucky. I'm like, yeah, no, I know that. But that doesn't, that's only one part of my brain. There's a whole nother part of my brain that just keeps fucking with the grateful side. (laughs) I can't control I can't control the side of my brain that touches a two-year-old's back and breaks into tears. I have no control over that. Uh, So it's, and I think that's what makes it so much worse is that we all, and I am the same way. I have a low tolerance for friends who will, keep complaining about the same thing. I can't text any friend that I have right now. There's nobody I can text and be like, I'm crying again over fuck buddy dude. They'll be like, yeah, we know he sucks. It's like, I know you can't, there's nobody you can tell. So it makes it worse when you're like, I know this is stupid. 
but the emotions are real. <laughs> so even if it seems stupid, it's still like a very real thing. And then you're just, I'm just trapped in like my own mind. trying to get hugs from a two-year-old because he hugs me back. <laughs> Yikes. Well, I wasn't expecting episode 20 to be this emotional, but maybe I should have done a podcast last week. And maybe it wouldn't have been so emotional. And now I have to take the chance, if I post this, that God forbid the new guy that I started dating would Google me and watch it. This is what happens when you try and put your life out there. I don't even know why I'm putting my life out here. I guess it's just what I do as a comedian, even though this isn't funny. But I guess uh, self-torture is what we do. Some of the best jokes come out of the saddest situations, and these aren't jokes. But I think we just still carry that along on stage. We make jokes about things that make us cry, but we turned it into funny. And now for some reason, I've decided to just let you see what makes me cry. Maybe it was, I get older, I just get to a certain point where I'm like, I like making jokes about it. And I'm also tortured. It's funny that I can say, I can't text my friends about this and yet I'm putting it out to absolutely anybody that would watch this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm too embarrassed to text Christina about how I feel, but I'm going to put it out on the fucking internet so I can com- make a complete ass of myself because rather than make an ass of myself to one friend, let's put it out there to all of you. Anyway. Guys, welcome back to the Jen Murphy Show. I hope you weren't depressed before you started watching this because I didn't help. (laughs) All right. I'm all good, by the way. I appreciate all the people that messaged me. They're like, are you okay? Yeah. You're just like my therapy. It'd be like if I went to a therapist and then broke down. And I'm doing it for you. Anyway, thanks for subscribing. For some real laughs, subscribe to Jill and Off podcast with me and Christina Walkinshaw. New episodes every Monday. And I will see you next week. I promise not to skip another one. <laughs>